Well, good morning, Crossway, and a very special good morning to you children. Once again, I want to especially welcome you to one last time of listening uh, like this to the Sunday morning message. Um, and children, I want, you to, I want you to lean in one more time, come a little closer, because I want to share one more picture with you. Um, you know that I've shared a couple pictures over the last few weeks. Two weeks ago, I shared a picture with you, remember the apple trees, and a picture of my daughter Madeline when she was a little girl. And I think two weeks before that, I shared with you not a picture of Graham, my son, but a picture that he did for me. And I thought, you know, out of fairness, I should probably share a picture of my other daughter. And so I want to share that with you. You know, as parents, we have our favorite pictures of our children. In fact, I bet if you asked your mom or dad after this, um, what's your favorite picture of me? They would probably say, oh, I know which one. And they would go and find that and tell you why they like that picture so much. Well, this is my all-time favorite picture of my daughter, Abigail. Um, this was taken, you can see it's a, a newspaper picture. This was taken on the day that Abby set a, a school record um, for cross-country. In fact, you can see the headline there, Record Day for Bullmore, and I was so proud of her that day. But the reason why I'm sharing this picture with you is not just because I'm a proud daddy. I want, I want you to focus in on something. I want you to look very closely at Abby's face. This is Abby, and you'll see on her face a look of determination. This picture was taken at the beginning of the race, so she doesn't know at this point that she's going to win this race, but she is so focused. Her face is just full of purposefulness. She has set her mind to make every effort, every effort to win that race. And the reason why I want you to see that is because we're going to look at a passage of Scripture today where God calls all of us to make every effort to do something. And I want you children to be listening for what it is that God is going to call all of us to make every effort to do. Um, I alluded a moment ago as I was talking to the children uh, to the fact that this very well might be the last of these videos that will do like this. Um, if I'm counting correctly, I think this is the 14th week. I think this is the 14th video that we've done like this. And as thankful as I am that we've been able to do this, um, I'll be so glad to be together again because obviously there's just a fuller connection that we can make when we are all together. Um, you can see me and feel my presence, and I can also see you and feel your presence. But with this, with the video, I have to imagine that you're there. I hope you're there. Uh, and that takes a different kind of energy to do that. So I'm very glad that, Lord willing, um, next week, Sunday, we'll be in the same room together, the same space together. Now, we're going to continue to make video available um, for those who are unable to be here, but that video will be of the live service, and so you will be able to uh, look for that on Sunday in the afternoon. We'll post that at some point. But today, um, this last time, before we gather together, I want to speak 
uh, more pastorally this morning, uh, maybe even a bit more directly. Um, you know, often as I'm preparing messages, I find myself kind of musing. Uh, I find myself wondering. And one of the things that I wonder about very often is, will God, will they see the relevance of your word for them in their lives? Will they, will they see how this relates to their lives? And Lord, what can I do to help them see the relevance of this uh, for their lives? Well, this week, I want to focus in on something that has uh, an immediate and, I believe, very high degree of relevance for what we will be doing next Sunday and the Sundays to come. I don't think it's going to be hard for any of us to see the relevance of God's Word for us this morning. We know um, these have been challenging days over these past few months. They've been challenging in a lot of different ways and to varying degrees, but they've been challenging in some way for every one of us. And while we're now beginning to open up a little bit, the challenge isn't over. Um, there's still challenges out there, challenges regarding job situations, challenges regarding us just socially interacting with people, challenges regarding just disruptions of our everyday, daily activities. But there will be challenges not just out there. There's going to be challenges for us as we regather. And I'm particularly eager that we care for one another really well during our time of regathering. And just about, just about every indication that I've received is that you are eager to do that as well. Uh, we have received a remarkably strong response of readiness. You saying to us, you're eager to be together. And yes, we'll be glad to follow what you as elders are asking us to do. But let's be real. There will be temptations for all of us. Um, there will be temptations maybe to judge other people in our hearts. There will be temptations maybe to elevate ourselves and our opinions uh, above others. There will be temptations to desire our own good above the good of others. And so I want us to look to God's word this morning and see what God would say to us in our current situation as a church. And the fact is, God does speak to us, to our situation here and now. So would you, would you please find your Bibles, take your Bibles, and turn with me this morning to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to look at just the first few verses there. Now obviously this wasn't written with the specific circumstances of a church regathering after a time of staying at home in the midst of a pandemic. It wasn't written with that in mind, but it is written to Christians in a local church who were facing all kinds of challenges. And while I want to focus this morning primarily on verses 1 through 3 of chapter 4, look for a moment at the profound theological foundation in verses 4 through 6. Now, I know that the word for isn't there at the beginning of verse 4, but that's the sense of it. Paul says, 
For there is one body and one spirit, just as you are called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. So whatever it is that Paul says in verses 1 through 3 is resting on, standing on this, this incredible foundation of the unity, the oneness of the body, which in turn derives from the oneness of our great God. So the question is, what does Paul say in verses 1 through 3? What is God saying to us in those opening verses? Well, let's look there. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now notice in verse 1, Paul is talking about a way of walking. Do you see that? Walk in a manner by which he means a way of living that is in keeping with, it lines up with, it, it accords with, it, it lives up to this thing that has been done for us. God saving us when we didn't deserve it. God reaching out and rescuing us. God loving us and drawing us to himself, this calling of us into salvation, into the light, into life. And now God says, walk in the light. Walk in this newness of life. Walk in a manner worthy of what I've done for you. Um, you know, I love this, this image of the path uh, as a representation of the Christian life. Um, yes, it's a narrow path, but it's not so narrow that we can't walk on it. It's not like some knife edge or some skinny little balance beam that, you know, you're more likely to fall off of than stay on. Now, it's, it's a path, and that path, it lines up with, it's in keeping with this work that God has done of calling us, out of darkness into the light, this work of rescuing us that God has done for us. So that's what our life is to be like. It's to be worthy of our calling. And so the question is, how? What exactly is the stuff of, the content of a life that is worthy? And that's what Paul tells us in verses 2 and 3. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, there's a part of me that just wants to read that and say, it's pretty clear, right? So we can be done. <laughs> but while it may be really clear, and I think we all know this, it's hard it's really hard because, you know what? We like our opinions. We like our preferences. We like our desires. In fact, we like them a lot. So it's hard to humbly make room for others. It's hard to humbly 
allow leaders to say, here's how we're going to do this and to follow that. That takes humility. It's hard to be patient. It's hard to be gentle at times. It's hard to bear with others whose preferences and opinions and desires differ from ours and, and whose preferences make it challenging for things to be the way we want them to be. Listen, it's hard to do every one of those things that is mentioned in verse 2. And that's, I believe, why Paul adds verse 3. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You do these things, all of these verse 2 things, because you're eager to maintain, to, to protect, to preserve something that is very precious to God and has become precious to you. You know, the language here is so interesting. There at the beginning of verse 3. Do you see it? Eager, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. It's actually a very difficult verb to kind of capture the full strength of it. Um, I took a moment yesterday and just looked up several different English translations of this passage just to see how they tried to capture that idea. The New American Standard Bible says, being diligent to maintain the unity of the Spirit. The King James Version says, endeavoring to maintain the unity of the Spirit. And the, the New International Version, the NIV, puts it this way, make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit. I think that's so good. I love that translation. Make every effort, make every effort. We're eager. So think about this with me. If we really believe that this is God's Word, that this is God speaking to us. If we really believe that, that's pretty significant, right? Because God is saying to us, make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now please notice um, it says maintain. We don't initiate this. We don't create this, the unity of the Spirit. God created that. He created that through his Son, joining us together in him as we put our faith in Christ, joined together, and then he gives us his Spirit who, who binds us together. That's a big part of what verse 4 was saying. Remember this? Verse 4, there's one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. That's what God has brought about. He brought that into existence. What we do is guard that. We protect that. We nurture that. We act in such a way as to honor and maintain what God has made. In fact, we make every effort. And we do that by the purposeful exercise of humility. Not thinking too highly of our own opinions and not being afraid when necessary to humbly say, I'm sorry, or to humbly say, I forgive you. We do it through the purposeful exercise of humility, and we do it by the purposeful exercise of gentleness, actually caring for the well-being of others in how we speak to one another and how we treat one another. And we do it by the purposeful exercise of patience, willing to take a little more time to give a little more space 
to someone. You know, whenever you see that word patience in the Bible, you can just assume that God knows that there's someone out there with whom we need to be patient. Uh, and, and the very same thing is true with the next phrase, bearing with one another. Um, <laughs> you, you just automatically know that there's going to be others who might make your life inconvenient um, or not how you'd like it. And so we do this through the purposeful exercise of kind of bearing with one another. And we do this by the purposeful exercise of um, caring for one another in their weakness and their idiosyncrasies, even their faults at time. Listen, remember, this, this is um, worthy of, it's in keeping with the calling that we have received. In Christ, we have been the recipients of such a huge magnitude of every one of these things. Humility and gentleness and patience and bearing with us and love. Um, in Christ, we have rich and deep soil in which these kinds of things now can grow in our own lives. Let's, let's not miss this. All of this grows out of what God has done for us in Christ. This, this stuff of verse 2, this, this is gospel stuff. Every one of these things in verse 2 is it's gospel produced, it's gospel grown, it's gospel nourished, it's gospel fueled. It's what a life worthy of our calling looks like. So, when we gather together next Sunday, come. Come with hearts that are eager and full to worship God, recognizing you'll have to do it a little differently, maybe not exactly how you'd like. Come with hearts eager to, to see brothers and sisters who you haven't seen for a while and to interact with them a bit differently. Maybe not exactly how you'd like. Be prepared to come at a different time or to come in a different door or to sit in a different place and come wearing a mask. I mean, this is the hard one, right? Um, dear ones, don't let this be hard. It's a simple act for the protection of others. Um, you know what? To be honest, I'd prefer not to have to wear one of these. Next Sunday, I will be happily wearing one of these. You know, I've thought about, I've thought about this just a little bit. What happens if in, you know, in a month or two months, we all find out that this was all unnecessary? What have we lost? Well, we've been made to look a little foolish. So, am I not willing to bear that possibility? Because our best understanding right now is that it is a wise course of action and it's something that we can do to preserve the unity of the body and to care for those who are around us. Listen, all of these things that I've just kind of gone through, all of these things will be at some cost you. They will require humility and patience and bearing with, but be ready to do it because you're aware of and committed to what God has done. With a body of people, he's made us a body, a unified body, and you want to guard it and protect it 
because you want to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. So Crossway, um, will you commit with me to make every effort this coming Sunday and coming Sundays, and not just on Sundays, but throughout the weeks, to make conscious, thoughtful, purposeful effort, eager effort, to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, both for God's glory and for the good of our church body. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Um, thank you so much for what we've received from you when we did not deserve it. Thank you for the life that you've given to us. Thank you for the light that you've given us to walk in. Thank you that you've given us everything we need for life and godliness. And God, our hearts are drawn because of your love for us, your grace towards us. Our hearts are drawn. We want to walk in a manner worthy, and we thank you for helping us to see what that looks like, even in very particular situations. And so, God, I pray, give us a spirit of humility and patience and gentleness and bearing with and love. God, we ask for that specifically for our coming weeks. But, Lord, we pray, make us a church like that all the time. Help us to grow in these areas so that we might bear witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the profound change, the profound effect that it makes in our lives. God, we want to do this. We believe in the goodness of your ways, and we're eager for your glory to be seen by others. And so, Father, help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Crossway, be watching for more communication. Um, pay attention to your emails this week. I'll look forward to seeing many of you, Lord willing, next Sunday. If you are unable to come, please uh, look for a video that will be posted on Sunday afternoon. Uh, I trust you all have a really good week. Um, bless you. Bye-bye.